Owl Nation, stand up. Happy Friday, October 1st. October 1st. All or Nothing Podcast. Chris Lynn, Jay Turiano. Ken Sweeten's got a headset today. Hey, guys. That always makes it fun. Glad to be back. It is, it's nice to have you. It is really Thank nice you. to have you here. And I appreciate that. So, but it's yeah, been a while. October it's been, 1st. I know, I know it's, it's been, been a while. A little yeah. hiatus, but we've been busy. Yeah, we have done a, a lot of stuff in that short amount of time, though. We have. That's why. We've been we too busy doing other things. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, in that short stretch, the Giants haven't won a football game. Nope, they are 0-3, but it is game day today. It's owl game it day. It is, I know, I, but I, I have to, sometimes up. I have to throw the, the Giants and the, the Knicks and the, well, the Yankees are going to be fine. Yeah, we'll see. There's still three left. They had a, a good six games here. And going two games that, yeah, but they're fine. Aren't they, aren't they basically a shoo-in? You're never a shoo-in until, you know, that magic number zero. Now, in baseball, do, is it like basketball or football where, like, the Tampa Bay's in. Are they going to play guys? Are they going to sit guys? Is it sort of like the Yankees are going to have an easy path in? I think they will get their rotation where they need it to be for the playoffs. But at the same time, I know they would love to bury the New York Yankees. So we'll have to see what happens this weekend. It's true. It's very true. And back to your point, Owls game day. We got a lot of action, right? Today, this weekend. On. A lot going on this weekend. Yeah, very busy Football weekend. tonight against AIC. Yep. Women's that, soccer tomorrow, volleyball tomorrow. Yep. Field got hockey's a, away. Got cross country competing today. They actually they won the Brown race as part of the uh, Paul Short Invitational at Lehigh. Awesome. Four guys in the top sixteen. It's great race for them. That's fantastic. And swimming swim it, swimming started off, off yeah. today. Westchester and Shippensburg. So a lot of stuff going on now. Well, October's October November tend to be in college athletics crazy times, right? You got basketball starting. Yeah. Like I said, we got swim, gymnastics, all that stuff starts right now. It's 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 crazy. It's it's great though, isn't it? Because oh, yeah, because a year ago we weren't doing this. We weren't doing anything. <laughs> nah, this is a lot of fun. We were a lot of fun. we were just we're hanging out, hoping that we were going to be able to do something in the springtime. So that's that's awesome that we're like you said we're doing stuff and a lot. Like I said, a lot's changed in a year. Right. And and the gentleman sitting across from us is the biggest change in the last year. Our new director of athletics. Chris Barker. Chris, welcome. Thank you, everyone. I'm happy to be here and excited to be here more, we're, more than anything. We're so. glad to have you. Yeah, happy to have you. Me. Thank you. So this is, um, it's been an interesting transition, I guess, maybe for you, coming from um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Connecticut. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep. Sorry, yep. I know we, we say it wrong the here in the Northeast. That's fine. That's fine. So it's, it's been a, a, a pretty big transition for you. What's it been like so far? Um, in your first 90 days. Yeah, yeah. We hit the first 90 days. I think it was on Wednesday. Ken and I were actually talking about this. And it's been great. So, you know, you talk about anytime you move your family anywhere, um, you're going to go through change. It's going to be different. But um, we left our entire family because we saw something in Southern. And that's why we chose it. We saw a family. We saw passion. And we saw people that really wanted to grow big and grow big together. So, you know, you talk as hard as change is. It's part of the process. And for us, the process was how do we make Southern better? And I think that makes it a lot easier when you wake up every day and you know that you're going to grind, but grind with people that you enjoy, you know, our staff here, mm -hmm. our faculty, um, but more importantly, what's the reason, right, for our students? Right. 
you know, right. so you all get that obviously, but I think it's really a fun time. And I think it makes it a lot easier when you're trying to transition your family, because again, we're trying to define the owl way, you know, at work, but also at home too, because our family is our work now. So right. we're right. loving it. It's good. And we're expecting another baby. So we're excited. Congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Another boy. Awesome. So, February 9th, I'll need a couple days, so you all will hold down the fort for me again. We'll, so. we'll, help, we'll help you out. I think, I think yeah. we can help you a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So we're excited. So you mentioned um, the Owl Way. Yeah. Can you explain to our listeners what you mean when we say the Owl Way? Yeah, I have this crazy idea that we can create the most competitive academic, athletic, and social experience for our students. Um, and that is all driven through the Owl Way. So for me, it's, I know it sounds crazy, but the owl way is the process. And I think it's important as a leader to really define how you're going to do things. Um, Culture is built through consistency, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, it's how do we define those things and how do we make sure that everyone is aware of how we're going to go about our business? So our goal at the end of the day is to make sure our student athletes can compete at the highest level. And whether that be in the classroom, on the field, the court, you know, socially, we just need to continue to produce leaders. And I think part of that dream, the owl way, it came to me because I started meeting so many powerful alumni. Uh, you see it within our athletic department and our university, you know, students don't leave here. And there's a reason for that. Again, I talk about cultures built through consistency. Well, consistency is staying around the program, working at a place that you went to school, um, and then just not just giving back financially, but also being people that can make our students' dreams come true, right? Um, all dreams, you have to be able to see it, then you can believe it. So you create your expectations that way. And I think that really helped me develop the all way and, and define how we were going to go about our business. So... Yeah, it's fun. There's no doubt about that. Being part of it, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, you mentioned the first 90 days, you know, going into it. Did you have any goals, you know, over those first 90 days? Did you hit any goals? Is there any that, you know? Yeah, I think a big one was for me actually articulating that owl way and how we were going to go do things and what we wanted to be known for. You know, I, I didn't come to Southern to be okay. Um, and I think that's a big reason. Again, you don't come across the country to go to a place that could be mediocre. Um, so one of those goals is defining again who we were going to be and what did that look like. Another piece of it, and for me, I guess, is building our strategic plan is, you know, seeing where we're at. You know, I do think a part of, you know, growth is learning and listening um, and observing. So I've done a lot of observing. Um, I've observed our staff, you know, where we have holes, you know, but more importantly, our strengths. I think you got to know where your strengths are before you can, you know, fix your weaknesses. Um, so that's been a, a big piece of it. And then I think a, a big one right away, because I know it's hard to get a lot done in 90 days, even though we've done a lot as a department, um, is make sure that our student-athlete experience is, is changing and evolving. You know, we're in different times now, not alone because of COVID, but also just with NIL and also our student experience with what does it look for branding, right? How are we telling that story for them? What does it look like for academic support? So we added two, we enhanced one position, created a brand new position with Jen Dawson, you know, and it's stuff like that. I think accomplishing those goals of enhancing the student experience and then defining who we are and where we want to go. Those were my big goals, quite honestly. So the rest is, there's other things we've accomplished that I never would have thought we would have accomplished. And I have like a running list of 25 things. I'm not going to bore our listeners today about <laughs> it, you know, but it's like, it's just fun because there's so many things that we get to do here at Southern right now and it's all just built and driven through growth and opportunity so in a long long winded answer yeah we've accomplished already goals that i didn't think we were going to accomplish in 90 days so very exciting awesome what's been your favorite part about you know living in connecticut thus far oh my goodness that that's a really hard question we're big pizza people besides the owls i should take that back besides being around and having our students compete i mean you all talked about it for me coming here and knowing that, you know, for example, we hadn't played football at home in 670 some days, like that's crazy, you know, 
Um, so besides seeing college athletics back, you know, here in New Haven, that's been fun, you know, seeing what our opponents are doing, because I do think you have to know what others are doing to get better. Um, I would say probably just going to the beaches and having some pizza. You know, we're big. <laughs> yeah. Emily and Henry and I love pizza. You know, it's just one of those things. And there's just so much to do here in New Haven. You know, it's yep. like, again, if you're going to go across the country, like I knew we were never going to go into like a farmland, you know, like that's just not us. You know, we're city people and we love being around the action. My wife and I are both very outgoing. I think you all know that. And so is Henry. He's a he's a piece of work, too. So this there's just so much in this area. And again, just all the alums in the area. I've already had opportunities just to meet people where it's like Donna Lopiano. You, you go to Cat's Deli and you have lunch with her. And it's just like, holy oh, cow, yeah. like just powerful people, you yeah. know. So it's the area and the people that are in this area, I guess. Yeah, and the people you said, those are people you mentioned Donna Lopiano. I mean, people that have helped build this department and our programs into what they are today without people like her. I mean, we would be, who knows where we would be. Right? Right. I mean, they, they've done so, so much and not just for athletics, but just for the university in general. I mean, mm-hmm. Donald Lopiano is a name cross athletics. That's, I mean, everybody knows who she is. Yeah. I, uh, I, I knew who she was before I, before I started here three years ago, but I, I just started my master's last year and had her for two classes and wow. Wow. Yeah. Like, like I tell people, she's, she will forget more about college athletics than, than I'll ever know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's an, it's amazing what a wealth of knowledge here and she's, yeah. and she's here. Yeah. And she's here at Southern Connecticut. Right at our fingertips, you know, and, and again, owl proud, right? That's another one of my sayings. We just have so many proud owl alumni, Franco Biancamano, you yeah. know, that's a Long Island guy who kicked a little bit in the NFL, you know, Leo Connors, you know, Kevin Connors, you know, basketball alum, you can go up and down and it's, it's crazy to me, men's sports, women's sports, it doesn't really matter. You got it. We have mm-hmm. Olympians, you know, so just meeting all these alumni, you know, you sit here and it's like, you get those chills. Cause it's like, those are Southern people, you know? And it's funny you say that. I think maybe for myself and, and Jay and maybe even Kat, I think maybe we've always taken that for granted. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've always been here. We've been here for such a long time that you see those people, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Donald Piano. And then when someone else comes in and, like, you see how energized they are by them and their reactions and their expressions to those particular people, you're like, holy cow, like, that's awesome. Like, you don't, like I said, we're just, maybe we're spoiled by it. You know what I mean? So. And I think that happens. You know, I think a part of coming into Southern too, and I think we've been able to accomplish so much in 90 days already because a lot of it is you don't realize things when you're in the moment, Mm -hmm. right? And for me coming in as an outsider, I just saw things differently and see things differently because I've been at other places, you know, and it's not a bad thing. And that's part of your culture. And I I do believe we'll get to the point too, where our culture changes just in general, where we're always like, oh, we can change and do it differently, you know, but that takes time too. And it's driven through people. So, but how exciting, again, you talk about our alumni in this area unbelievable yeah. and and i think for me again it's like we're dream makers that's our jobs right but the fact that we can show our students these people that is the dream you know right. to be able to show our students the dream is priceless right. so any of those owl alums out there listening anytime you want to come back you let us know <laughs> we are happy to have you or any potential recruits are talking about how great new haven is and how many things there are to do it's nuts no there's there's no shortage of things right. to do so it's nuts so for you um and it could be personal it could be professional what have been maybe one or two challenges in your first 90 days that, and every job has a challenge, every place has a challenge, but for you, something where maybe you thought like, ah, I could do that. Or even like I said, it could be personal where you were like, this will be easy. And all of a sudden you're like, oh boy. Oh man. Um, well, I'll give you a personal one. So I knew the housing market was crazy mm-hmm. here. Right. Um, but I didn't know it was going to be that crazy. So Emily and I got here in, I got here a couple of days before July one and she got here shortly after that. We looked at over 60 houses. You all know this cause wow. you, you were living through my woes, <laughs> you know, and it's like, but we took Henry with us, you know, through the dog in the back sometimes. And we looked at, I'm not kidding, 60 houses in like 
five weeks. So that was a, you know, yeah. again, you talk about, you never would have thought it was like that, you know, coming from Wisconsin, it's like, I never had any issues getting into a house. Right. You know, I had already had two, it's like, and you buy them and you sell them <laughs> and it is no big deal. And here that wasn't the case, you know, so getting used to that, that was a big adjustment. Um, but I think it, it also gave us a good feel for the, you know, the lay of the land, right? right. Where we wanted to end up and what we wanted in a town. So it was really good in the end, you know, in the long run, I should say. So personally, that was a challenge. Um, personally, a, a thing we didn't know, you know, we found out we were pregnant with our second child three days after I had accepted this job. So again, you talk right. about personal change. This has been a big, and that's why I said for me, it's been not work-life balance. It's been work-life integration. Mm -hmm. I've always believed in that in my career, but this job for better or worse, however you want to say it, I'll look back in 10 years and I'll let you all know, but like the integration has been pure integration, which mm -hmm. is really cool, you know, to think that Henry's going to grow up like knowing all players, like, like Quadir, like he'll watch him on the football field, right? Yeah. It does Jasmine Martinez, he'll watch her on the softball field and be like, oh, you know, yeah. so it just, it's cool to watch my family grow with Southern, I think. Um, and you don't have that opportunity all the time, I think. So, cause we don't have anyone else. You are right. a family. I keep saying it. <laughs> so, and I think professionally is... It's, it's always hard. I'm a, anyone who gets to know me, I'm a spark plug, I'm high energy, right? But change is hard. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, one, it's easy for me to change again because I'm coming in where it's people who have been established, everyone's been here in culture. Again, it's consistency. So good or bad, however you determine it, right? So when I'm trying to implement new things, I have to continuously be on and, and I have to believe my own crazy, right? So that's part of it. You know, you have to believe that. And I think that that's good, but that does take a little bit of energy and time. And mm -hmm. sometimes I have to also manage my own expectations, you know, because we're going to continue to get better and we get better every day. One percent. We all know that. That's my rule. Um, yep. It's hard to get one percent better sometimes, <laughs> you know. So but it, it really is. It's the most rewarding thing at the end of the day, because when I when my head hits that pillow, like I'm down, like <laughs> I am down and down for the count, not getting back up. But I know that we're getting better in 1% every day. So it's reassuring, but it is challenging. I can say that, you know, for the three of us, the energy in this athletic department has, has changed. I mean, it changed very quickly right out of the gate. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's completely different now than it was 90 days ago. Um, what have you seen is, is in that regard? Have you seen a lot more from the coaches, from the student athletes, you held those those season beginning, uh, the season opening events for for the fall, winter, and, and, and spring sports, and it was a great reception from them and their parents. And what are the things that that you've seen that are maybe encouraging for you? Yeah, I think whenever you again change is hard, but when you implement change and see those changes work, but then not only work when they're actually creating these like beautiful moments where people are thriving or have the ability to thrive. Um, I see a group that wants to grow. And I think that I saw that. And again, you talk about things where you evaluate, can I move my family across the country for a job? It made it a lot easier. And I think it's also reassuring for me because I can go home and say, hey, Emily, we got better. And she's like, well, what happened? And you can talk about how we did something we never thought we could do before. We moved all of our fall student athletes, you know, on a weekend and that hasn't been done, you know, but that's also done through collaboration. So I've seen and I've noticed people across campus, not just in our department, you know, we bring people now admissions, alumni office. People want to get engaged. Owltown, you know, that wasn't even our idea, but it was brought to the table as a new idea because they wanted to grow with us and be a part of that growth. So um, that's probably one of the most encouraging things and also observations that I've seen. It's not just in this department. You know, it's not just Jay Torriano wanting to take the lead on branding and have our doors wrapped, right? Like, that's a great thing. But when it's outside your department, that's when you grow. And then when you can grow in the community and with your alumni base, um, we'll really see 
growth leaps and bounds. Then we'll be like 5% better. So <laughs> every day, you know, but we'll continue to take that 1% mentality. And also I think articulate across campus in the community who we are and where we want to go and they'll come with us. Chris, you mentioned Owltown. You want to tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, Owltown's a new one. So this is a, an initiative that's driven by our alumni office. Um, they're recruiting tents for our sports-specific alums to come back, you know, enjoy. We're going to give them food tickets that day, um, and there will be drinks offered where they can obviously get those at homecoming. So um, it's a big deal. Again, you know, my big thing is we have to have a culture, right? We have to have that that atmosphere around it, not just football. It's around all of our sports, our department. And again, it's not just sports. It's our university. This is a special place. When you come on this campus, it sells itself, you know, and I think that's something to be had and we have to capitalize on that and be willing to grow with that and then tell that story. So Owl Town is just one of those small pieces of collaboration that we've had within our department. Um, but hopefully it grows to where we have Greek life, we have res life, we have this whole massive, you know, I've gone to other colleges that are doing it in our conference and we can be the biggest one in my opinion. So it's exciting. Um, hopefully any alums sign up and, you know, do it through the alumni office, obviously. And I think Ken may have put something out there uh, most recently, but hopefully anyone who wants to come and is able to come can come join it because even though we're still, you know, navigating COVID, it's going to be a great opportunity to get to meet some other owls. So, so, um, your son, Henry, yeah, Henry just had a birthday. Henry just turned four, four, big four Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hank, Cameron, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like seeing him here? Like I know for myself and I don't know about Ken and, and obviously not Jay yet, but for me, um, when my kids were young and bringing them here, like you said before, seeing them around the athletes and just being enamored by them. Like what's it like for him to come here and see how the athletes respond to him and, and how he is with them? Yeah, it, it's priceless. Um, you know, I talk about it with our students. And again, I don't think you can turn the light switch on and off whether you go home or work, whatever it is, right? It's work-life integration. Mm -hmm. um, for me, being able to see my son in front of athletes and college athletes and interact with them, that is the dream, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about creating that dream for our students. Well, when I say I need alumni to come back and show them who they can be professionally, it's like the same thing for Henry. Like, if he ever wants to be an athlete... Hey, this is what it looks like, you know, <laughs> right. yeah. but at the end of the day, it's cool too, because it's like, you have a bunch of big brothers and sisters running around and, sure. and you know, he's the little four year old who just wants to play with a ball and they're all willing to do that. So taking him to the volleyball games has been great. Yep. We took him to the baseball scrimmage a couple weekends ago and it, he just loves it. You know, the football games, he's going nuts. Like, and he doesn't know, right. You know, to him, there's no difference between them and the, and which is also an awesome thing. He thinks they're the same as the professional <laughs> athletes, on, right. you know, which is so cool <laughs> right. like, and innocent. So, so it's just, it's priceless. I love every bit of it. I can't wait for us to grow our family with Southern and have Bo here too. Yep. So it'll be a great opportunity. So, no doubt. so will he be a better baseball player than you? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would hope so. You all were talking New York sports a little bit. I'm like, well, I hope we start talking about the Brewers a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I am a firm believer that, you know, those who come before us make the ones after right. better. Um, and I, he probably will be, he'll probably be a better golfer for sure than I am. So, well, I've yet to play golf with you, so I can't, that's I can't true. Say. You have no judgment, but say. you can ask others, you know, I, will. I played with I a few. I could, so I could do that, I suppose. But so yeah. Chris Lynn, you mentioned baseball, Chris Barker, do you mind just telling um, the listeners your athletic journey? Yeah, I can do that for you. So I, I pretended to play college baseball. I can tell you all that much. Um, had it, no, I had a, a great college baseball experience. Um, and I'll go back. I played baseball, football, basketball in high school, three-sport athlete. I had scholarship offers to play football at the Division II, walk-ons at Division One. Thought I could have been a Division Three basketball if I wanted. And I always wanted to play college baseball. My dad was a 23rd rounder out of high school by the Cleveland Indians. So 
baseball was just one of those passions that I had. I'm a junior, so it's like I want to be that guy. Um, so I went to a junior college, did that. Uh, was there three years, broke my hand one of the years, so I had a redshirt year. Um, my third year there, second year of eligibility, I won a gold glove, had a great year. Got a scholarship to the University of North Carolina Greensboro. Enjoyed my two years there. I played. I was one of those guys where I would do anything to get on base. You know, my batting average wasn't anything special. I was around like they got two fifty guy. You know, but my on base percentage, if you look me up, I was I want to say like sometimes in the five hundreds because I literally I led the country and hit by pitches for a while every year. Wear it. Walks. Wear it. I was not afraid. <laughs> Stolen bases. You know, so I was a guy who could run. I could hit. I could play defense. So just would do anything. I, again, I always say this: the most competitive guy you'll meet. I just do it with a smile. <laughs> there you know? you go. So it was a great career. And, you know, I always say college athletics, it did more for me than I can ever even articulate because it gave me the opportunity to grow as a person, as an athlete, but also educationally, right? I was given opportunities I never would have had if I didn't have college baseball. So it took me to North Carolina. It took me then to Delaware. I went to Delaware State after my playing career. I was a graduate assistant there for one year. The guy left for the Astros, and then I got the recruiting coordinator job at 23. So, you know, how could I have ever gotten a a full-time job as a Division I recruiting coordinator at 23 without baseball? You know, it's like... I wouldn't have. So it really propelled my career. And I think, honestly, the competitive side of it, like I say I'm the most competitive person because I showed up to junior college and I was recruited to go there and there's 90 guys looking for spots, you know? So you show up and you're like, what are you made of? You know? So I've always had that internal, my parents, I grew up in a deli, like, so the hard work, customer service, like do whatever you can. I was just born and raised that way, you know? So it really all came full circle with college athletics. And I, I loved the opportunity. I loved coaching baseball. Don't get me wrong love playing it, but the opportunity to help more than just 35 student athletes Mm -hmm. is what drove me to want to be a college administrator. So that was my next question. Thank you for answering. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I find interesting is you just for our listeners and who may not be athletes, right? You talk about how athletics really helped you and shaped you and molded you and, and gave you opportunities. I mean, for myself, Ken and Jay, we didn't, I don't, they didn't play college baseball, right? I like to tell people I was on the practice squad. Okay. All right. Right. So I was not on the practice squad. It's interesting how how athletics shapes people because we came here um, under all different reasons and without Southern and without athletics and Southern athletics specifically, I know I wouldn't be sitting in this room. I know Jay wouldn't be sitting in this room. (laughs) So it's crazy how it really does have such an impact, even on Mm -hmm. non-athletes, just on whether it's the general student population, whether it's the student workers we have, the interns, the GAs, just it's, it has such an impact on so many people on so many different levels. It's crazy. No, Chris, it's amazing because you talk about, and I always say this, college athletics and athletics in general has natural diversity with a choice of inclusion, mm-hmm. right? And and I think about what sport can provide. You, you don't care what, person, what a person looks like, where they're from, what they believe when you recruit them. You care about... Does this person have strong character? Mm-hmm. Are they athletic, right? You know, are they a good student? All these things that go together to say, yeah, you can be an owl, right? right? We want you to be a part of the owl way. So again, that's that natural diversity. You go from wherever they're from, right? You just yep. find talented humans who yep. want to be the best that they can be, you know? So it is special. And I, and I love that part of college athletics. And you talk about when we did the new student orientation this year with our students and had an, an owl experience where they come in athletics. Right. Athletics is it's not athletics. People think athletics and it's just, no, you air up the balls, you show up, make sure the officials, no, no, we're communications, we're marketing, we're fundraising, right? We're corporate sponsorships, we're academics, right? There's so there's advising, recruitment. We literally are so unique because we touch every facet, residents' life, you know, counselors, 
we do it all. But that being said, there's opportunities for anybody. You don't have to be athletic right. to do any of the stuff we're talking about right now, you know, or any of our jobs even. So that's, I think, the, the most exciting, one of the most exciting things about college athletics. So, so, so I've been doing this for a long time. And, and we talk about, you're, you always say that we're dream makers. And, and you, you like, if you hear it, you're like, yeah, I, I, get, I get behind that. And about a week ago, I had a student come down to me to say, introduce herself as the, you know, she's going to try to be the new basketball manager. Mm. Which one? There's two. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're calling me out. Jeez, oh, I can't the Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when we were in the room talking, she was walking around and she had a smile on her face and she turned to me she's like, I can't believe you're going to let me working here. I know. I was like, it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's the equipment room. Like to me, I'm sort of like, yeah, it's what we do. She's like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is what I want to do. This is awesome. And it was, and she turned around and I said to my assistant, Kronj, I was like, I'm like, it motivated me for like, and now I'm like, geez, I'm like people like, that's awesome that people feel that way. And, and we made a difference to somebody like that day, that person, that was a, a dream that somebody had that I never knew anybody else had other than maybe myself and Jay to work yeah. in an equipment room. And, um, <laughs> she had it. And then she's like, to see her in there and in that moment, she was, I've never seen someone so excited and it made me so happy. You know? I know. It's so cool. And again, those were, so Alexis was one of those students from the owl experiences. Right. I want to be involved, you know, all this. And then we connect her with coach Burrell right. and then we get another one for coach Lynch. Yep. And it's like the opportunity we have. And again, you talk about we're dream makers, but part of the making someone's dream is watching someone else's dream come true. <laughs> right. And it inspires <laughs> everyone. Yeah. It's so priceless and it's just so pure. So yeah. it's amazing. And those are two non-student athletes. And they're awesome. Right. But they yeah. love sports yeah. and they love managing and they love people. Yeah. So, and that's what we do when we peel it all back. Right. It's all about people. Yeah. Yeah, hands down, my favorite part of my job is working with the student workers, hands down. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, how would you define a great coach? Oh, man. I think there's a a lot of different types of coaches, to be fair. Um, I think great coaches in general understand their student athletes, and they understand, you know, how they can maximize them. Um, I would never claim myself to be a great coach, you know, but I will say that any great coaches that I ever had, you know, or watched, they do a couple of things and they're pretty consistent with all of them, right? They maximize effort and talent. Um, and then they always recruit talent. So, and then they retain talent. So I think there's some like fundamental things right there that you have to be able to do. You have to be able to recognize talent. You have to maximize the talent that you're bringing in and then you have to retain it and then send it out into the real world and make an impact. You know, that's our job at the end of the day. So those three things, you know, and we talk about wins and losses. Again, I'm the most competitive person. I think wins and losses are a byproduct of what you do when you're not competing. You know, it really is. It's the little things. <laughs> Did you stop at the stop sign when no one was looking? You know, I mean, it's, yeah. we have, you know, Officer Lynn in here, you know, not to pull him out here, you know, but, but it, it really is the little things. It's the attention to details. And then at every waking moment, you're thinking about how you can get 1% better. You know, so good coaches, I think, foster those cultures and those atmospheres. And they really, they have a way of getting everyone to row the boat. I talk about PJ Fleck. I shared it with uh, Chris Lynn. People who are going in the same direction and it's the right direction are the best, right? And I think people who understand the right play is never the wrong play and the wrong play is never the right play are the people who really succeed in our industry, quite honestly. So uh, there's a lot there that I threw at you, you know, but that's a, it's such a big question. And I don't think it's a personality a b right it's not that type of an answer so there's a lot of tangibles to that but there's a couple of core things that they have to understand and all good coaches do that you could say transcends division one two or three who from an administrative standpoint was your biggest mentor along the way and 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 why yeah um that's it's an easy easy question i have one from an administrative standpoint it's a northeastern um dr robert bond and it's all right i tear up he passed away 
it was about a year and a half, a year ago, just a year and a half ago, June of 2020, I think it was. So it was right during COVID. Mm-hmm. He was on the golf course, passed away, had a heart attack, massive heart attack, and he loved golf. Um, but he was my mentor. He's a NACT Hall of Famer, a NAD Lifetime Achievement Award winner. And I learned so much from him. Again, not just because when I say Hall of Famer, he literally was a Hall of Famer, <laughs> right? Um, but he was just such a great person. I mean, he was in the, after my son was born, he was there within hours. He was in the hospital. You know, we had built such a strong relationship because it was Division Three, and at, at Division Three, we were two administrators, literally the only two administrators for over 800 student athletes. Um, so we just had a special bond, because, and it was forged in the fire. Mm-hmm. And he was at the end of his career. I was in the like starting points of my career, and he really took me under his wings and said, "This is what you need to do if you want to be a college athletic director." You know, and that was six, seven years ago. You, know, you think about that and the relationship that we grew. And he propelled me to my next Division Two job and said, "You gotta go. You gotta leave me. That's how you're gonna grow and become a better administrator." Um, but he supported me during that whole time, and I would talk to him twice a day. But he went to UConn, ironically, which would make this even crazier. His wife went to Southern Connecticut for a couple wow. of classes. Yep, she was a gymnast at UConn. He played lacrosse and baseball there. Um, he did his master's at Springfield and his doctorate at BU. So he was just such an impact. I still, t- I was just texting his wife, actually, um, the other day, so I'll probably touch base with her tomorrow, hopefully, if I have time. But, you know, when you have those people in your life, and that's why I always say, you know, say, tell your parents, your guardians, you love them, sure. and talk to your mentors. I talk to him twice a day, and I think that's why, when you know you have special people in your life, when you can pick up the phone and they answer. Right. Right. No matter what, good, bad. It's like, it's not the, oh, you know, Chris is calling, right? You know, so it's when you have those people, it's, you know, hold on to them, cultivate them and just continue to grow that relationship. But he was professionally, again, I I got to learn and observe from a Hall of Fame administrator. What's the one thing you've taken from him that you've used here? (laughs) I've taken a lot of this. (laughs) What's the one big one where you're like every day you're like in... To your point about having a mentor like that, the one thing where you you may do it every single day where you're like, and it makes you think of that person or that person reminds you to do that every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, it's the dream makers mentality. Um, he always believed in that and he would say it over and over. And then he had another one, uh, think big, be bigger, become biggest. So that's, and it's kind of spun off into my own things, right? Like mm-hmm. the 1% and right. then also, you know, the owl way, like the things that I believe in equity leadership, you know? Um, so those are the two things I think that really like, and you see it, if anyone met him, which is, I wish everyone had the opportunity to meet him because of how great of a person he was, right? Um, you would understand, you know, he was an immigrant. So diversity and inclusion, you know, he and I hit it off, me as a person of color, first generation, mm-hmm. we were both first gens, you know, those types of things I think made it easy for us to really articulate to students, you know, why this dream is important important and why it's important for you to develop a dream um, and then create your expectations on how you're going to get there. So the dream big, you know, dream makers, yeah. they, that was us. We lived that together and that's I awesome. loved every minute. And whenever I say it, it's like, I just smile. I think right. that's where people are like, this guy is, he's either crazy or he's just always happy. <laughs> um, because, you know, it, it, you know, it's like, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Um, it's be, I have that energy because when I say it, it just takes me to a happy place, you know? Yeah. So I've had a couple of student athletes and I, I've had this, I had to say like, when you smell the chalk, when you smell the chlorine, when you smell the dirt, like for me, that's your happy place, right? Right. It's got to be your happy place where you feel you can thrive and you feel so good about it and you can be a fierce competitor and then you can go off and you're different, right? right? You're a civilized, quiet, respectful human being. But when you're in that moment, you need to turn into the, just this animal, this yep. fierce competitor. Um, but what does that smell like, right? What does that taste like? And what is that environment where you can do that? So for me, again, that's where I get, that's mine, right? What does it look like as an administrator to support our students and our staff to be able to create that culture? And for me, it's when I say dream makers, I get all giddy and excited. For our for our listeners who, who don't know Chris, 
it's true. He'll walk by you and he'll be saying something and he has this smile and he'll walk by and you're like, I don't, I don't know what the smile was about. Like it's just, and it's the biggest <laughs> smile ever. And you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess we like, we shall be happy. Like right. it's just got to smile back. <laughs> right. Energy. Right. Yeah. There's no doubt. Well, and again, I, I understand that not everyone's always going to have that energy and, and not everyone's always going to reciprocate that energy. But I, I do think it's my job to make sure that, Hey, if this isn't a happy place, something's not right. right. You know? So I need to be that. I think that lead, you know, happy officer, not even happy, just culture officer. Right. So that's my job, and I, I understand that, and I, I value it because I think it impacts everyone. If I'm moping around, then what's everyone else going to do? You know? So if someone shouldn't have to tell me that it's a good day and we have the opportunity to get 1% better. So I take a lot of pride in that, and I do believe that. So, yeah, I'll wear some people out probably. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not us. What's been your biggest accomplishment thus far in your career? In my career? Yeah. You better say the gummy bear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I, it's hard because I think in terms of accomplishments, when you talk about our goal is to graduate people and develop people, um, I can think about, you know, the students that when I was in other positions where I had to sit down and, and say, hey, this is what we need to do to get better. This is how we get through those moments, uh, making sure they can get to financial aid and say, hey, how are we going to figure out how you can pay your bill, right? This person will help you. So it's hard for me to say what's, you know, the most proud, I think. It's definitely our students and getting them, and it doesn't matter where I've been at, right, and where yeah. you're going to be. It's it's the students that go through that process when you're in that with that process with them. Um, I can tell you from a facility standpoint, my last job, you know, at a Division II a regional public at Wisconsin Parkside, it was definitely being a part of change. Um, that was a job in three years. We did a lot of change. You know, we changed facilities. We changed staff. We grew, and we grew together. So I'm extremely proud, you know, of where that department, you know, is now and where it's headed. You know, that's it's a sleeping giant at Wisconsin. So, and it's not sleeping anymore. I can tell you that much. Um, and that's why I think it was so exciting to come to Southern because there's so many similarities. It's like, I, I hate that term, even sleeping giant, or, you know, we're a, a diamond in the rough. Well, right. no, no, there's no more of that, no more sleeping and no more, <laughs> like it's not in the rough. We're polishing right now. Right. So it's our time to shine. And I think that's probably one of the reasons again, that I, was so attracted to Southern because it's like this place doesn't even know how big it can be. Like that's, that's the cool part. And we do, our alums know it, our staff here know it and our students who choose, you know, and continue to choose to come here know that. So, but I think it's again, creating those expectations of where we're going to go and how we're going to get there. So, yeah. And I, I think to your point, you're right. I think, you know, everybody in this room and alums know how big we could be. I think sometimes it just takes the person, the right person in charge to come along and say, yeah, I believe in that too. Let's, let's get going now. And I think that's, you know, I think that's being able to have you here to have you do that has been, and it's been evident in the first 90 days and, and minor changes, major changes. I just, it's been very evident in the first 90 days that, uh, that's the direction that this department is going to go. Well, and so. it starts up top. Like I said, it, it, it does with every organization. It starts at the president wanting to have sure. this be more mentality. That's one of the slogans, you know, at Southern be more, do more. Um, so it starts up there and it starts with our boss with Dr. Tyree. And, you know, again, if, if we don't believe it, then how's everybody else? So, sure. you know, I appreciate everyone saying that obviously, but it's, uh, it's going to be more, you know, <laughs> we're all just going to continue to roll up our sleeves and, and grow, grow, grow and grow together. Well, I think it's, it's time for some rapid fire. I think, I think the, it's done with the serious talk. We are oh. going to get into the good part. This oh, is the right. part everyone, I think our listeners will, they'll listen to most of our podcasts, but then they skip forward to this part. They go to right. here. They this go is to what here. everybody this wants. Can I sprinkle in some new questions too for you? Oh, oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris. So just a little rapid fire. First thing that pops to your mind. Yep. Favorite movie. Tommy boy. Yes. Fat guy. <laughs> <in a little. laughs> Favorite TV show. Oh, that's a, hmm, 
all time or currently? Give me current. Currently, we're into Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. Great great. Great great great. It's a feel good. You know, yeah. you, you have a bad day and it's like Ted Lasso. I People are probably like, Chris is like Ted Lasso. Like, that guy's, <laughs> there's something wrong with Chris. <laughs> I do have to go on a quick tangent. Did you know that Ted Lasso started out as a commercial? Yes. So if you remember that. They did like a NBC small commercial. spot. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, how, that. and yes. that's how the show yes. started. Anyway, yes. sorry. I digress. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Favorite music artist? Oh. Uh, I will say this. I grew up, my dad always had like, <laughs> Smooth jazz, ninety three point three. Um Grew up listening to a lot of like Kenny G. Okay. Um, I would say as I grew older, uh, I do not discriminate in terms of my genres of music. I am a big fan of Little Wayne. Okay. Um, I would say I don't know that I have too many other ones that I would particularly point out, but like I always was a hip hop, R and B, rap kind of guy. Okay. So I appreciate that, and but I would listen to anything quite right. honestly awesome. if you told me you were going to walk in here and say Kenny G and Little Wayne I would have never <laughs> what a combo right that's a good combo. A combo no way it is no it's way. such a that's combo amazing. So, and that's my personality <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's like that's me to a T right. you know? maybe if either of them are listening we can get them together to do a <laughs> I think it'd be a good collab yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, favorite place you've traveled Ooh, um, I have two I love Charleston South Carolina and I love Scottsdale Arizona so those are my two favorite places, I would say, in the domestic United States. Yeah, Charleston, I've been there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. So besides New Haven. Right. Of course. What's one thing off your bucket list? Oh, you know what's weird? I, I don't have a bucket list per se. Okay. Um, my my dreams, I guess, my, my continuous evolution of me, it's like every day, and it's a lot like our jobs. You all know this. Like it changes in terms of like – what we're going to accomplish. And I never could tell you what we're going to accomplish that day. I just know that we're going to accomplish something big. I don't know. I, I, I should say this. One of my goals, I don't have a bucket list. I, you know, okay. I guess I don't have, I don't think that way, but my goals I've accomplished, I wanted to be an AD, you know, and that was one of the things I wanted to accomplish. And I knew I was so determined to get there. And it was, I tell our students, write it on a post-it note and stick it on your mirror. And that was something I did throughout high school. You know, my dad told me that a long time ago. I had a boss who told me that and I did it and I believed in it. Cause I saw it every day and I just knew that I was going to be an AD, you know, and that again, it takes a lot of time and work, but I've been able to get in the right positions. And whenever I see an opportunity, I just sprint, you know, and I go full go. I don't, there's no, like I'm in, I'm out. Like I'm a full in kind of guy, you know, again, a move across the country kind of guy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was definitely, I would say not a bucket list, but one of the goals I've accomplished is being an AD. Awesome. What'd you have for dinner last night? What did I have? I had a bowl of chowder, New England clam chowder, which fabulous, by the way. Again, the food in this region is just spectacular. So yeah, I'm a big foodie. Clam. I'm going to have to continue to do my exercise, <laughs> in, you know, because the food is delicious. So I had some clam chowder last night. That sounds delicious. And a sourdough bread bowl. Oh, wow. You, you can't beat that it. out. You that's, can't beat it. That, oh, that, that enhances yeah. it. There's no doubt about that. I did leave some of that off the top. You're yeah. right. We're, we're going to have to get the pizza question. Well, yeah, I was just point. It's no, been referenced a couple couple times. So, that's oh, the I'm next sorry. one. Okay, all right. all right. That's the next one. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah. CT Pizza. What's been your favorite spot? People are probably not going to like me oh, for this one. Geez. Well, let's do this. We'll do a New Haven, and then your overall, you know, a different one. I think. Like. For me, and I again, I'm open to any of these pizza industries, you know, and companies, I should say, specifically challenging this and putting something in front of this and supporting the owls. But I would say modern so far, 
okay. is one of them, you know, when you talk about I that. Agree. And then I would say outside of it, our favorite Emily's mine would be Colony Bar and Grill. Okay. Colony's are very good. Yeah. Those are both great selections. Yeah. We're super thin crust people. You know, back where we're from, it's thin crust as well. The only difference is it's usually a little bit of a sweeter sauce and it's a little bit more of like a um, cornmeal on the bottom is usually how the crust is. But the one thing that I've had to get adjusted to, I will be honest, at least in New Haven, I am not a fan of the charred bottom as much. Okay. I have to say that, but that being said, the amount of flavor that is in these pizzas and the people are going to be like, what is this podcast about? You know, (laughs) is this pizza? What is this? The amount of flavor (laughs) is unbelievable. So for being charred, the flavor is spectacular. It's kind of like the defining characteristic of the New Haven pizza. I would say so. Pizza capital of the world, right? So of the world, of the world. Another, another interesting tangent I'll go on quickly is I had the pleasure of meeting Chris's mom and his aunt. You did. And I, I, fa- I failed to mention this part to you prior. I have family that lives in Wisconsin. Don't ask me where I happened to see them this past weekend at this wedding I was at, but I explained when to them. When were you going to say that? I explained to my, my cousins from Wisconsin that. Wisconsin. Wis- sorry, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Sorry. Wis- that I had Swiss, a, Wis- um, <laughs> I had the little meat things. Yeah. And she knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, but the beef sticks, by the way. But yeah, but the best thing that I had was the actual cheese stick. String cheese. String. Yes. T- it was yeah. unbelievable. It was yeah. you ate half of it because I ate a lot of the cheese yeah. and the beef was delicious too. Yeah. So I bring Thank this, you for sharing. I, you know they it brought was, a surplus, of course. Yes. It was. I mean, and I was explaining this to my cousin from Wisconsin, and she's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "I would have brought you some." I was like, yeah. I, "Well, I have an in now. I can get it. I can get it whenever I want it now." This is true. This is true. The cheese is fabulous. I will say that. So it is. It was really good. Sorry. Anyway, back. We digress. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice there's, I've had so many just little golden nuggets on again, you know, not just from my mentor, Dr. Robert Bond. Um, but I think the best one is you have to look in the mirror and you have to believe in what you're going to do. Um, you, you take the post-it out of it at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, are you happy with what you're doing? So I think you have to develop your dream and you have to, at the end of the day, tell yourself what you're going to do and how you're going to get there. Um, I think it's part of our jobs as administrators. It's part of our jobs as adults to show our students the way and give them the opportunities to thrive and develop that dream. But at the end of the day, I think regardless of who you are, you have to wake up and tell yourself you're going to do it. So look in the mirror. Ask everyone this question. Dinner party of four. It could be dead or alive. Who you invite? Oh, my goodness. Um, ooh, dinner party of four? Four. Does that have to, does it matter? Family? Could be anyone, anybody. Anyone you want. I would probably say my mentor, Dr. Robert Bond, uh, my two grandpas, uh, Henry, who Henry is named after, and actually Henry's middle name, Iodius, my other grandfather. Those two would make three. And I would probably say the fourth would be Michael Jordan. Okay. I'm Jay. How do you beat it? You know? If if there was a fifth, it'd be Emily. Mm. We're not golfing, right? (laughs) So, and if anyone knows, Emily, my wife was a college golfer. She does beat me quite often in golf. She's a very good golfer, a pretty respectable index in that world. So that's why I say that. But yes, if we're not golfing, she's invited. Right, right. Because I don't want to lose. (laughs) Last question. We'll wrap it up on an owl note. What's owl proud to you? Owl proud, I you know, owl proud is it's a lot of things, but it's being able to go out and compete at the highest level and believe that you're gonna do your best and you're gonna try and win at all costs, right? But you're gonna do it the right way. So, and I see that in our alums 
so much when I meet them. You know, speaking with Tom Hanley last night, a baseball alum, you know, individuals like that, again, Adana Lobiano. There's so many that you just come across and you're just like, wow, that's who our students can be. And that's what we do here at Southern. We produce so many talented people, period, right? So All Proud is understanding that and living in that process of we're going to get better every day. To me, that's what it is. Thank you. Awesome. This was great. This is yeah, this was coming on. This is a great podcast today. Thanks for having me. You, yeah, know, we, you don't have to say it because I'm your boss. No, you know, we crushed it today. You, but, you know, they so. normally don't go this long. Normally, no, no. We went actually, actually, an extra twenty minutes yeah. more on the first two. First yeah, two so times, this so. was a good one. Oh, hopefully, we don't lose anyone after the first thirty. No, no. this is a, this is. <laughs> but to our, to our listeners, make sure we're getting out there tonight, this weekend. Big weekend. A yeah. lot of lot of owls action. So big weekend. Out here, support the owls. Let's go. Let's go. Go out. Game day today. To rate, subscribe, review. You can find us wherever you can find a podcast. Rate, Game subscribe, day review. today. Thank Owl you, Nation, we are out. Go Owls. <laughs> <laughs>